0: I recently sat down over Zoom to speak with Emmy Violet, the mind behind Cincy Dream Pop project Deciduous, originally to talk with her about her upcoming album, but found myself enthralled with her breadth of creative endeavors, from cartography and voiceover work to theater and photography. In addition to their talent, Emmy is just a delightful person to be around, and I hope you all get to experience the kind energy she brings to this interview and to every project they've worked on. Here is our conversation.
1: Well, hello! How's it going?
0: It's going great. How are you? I'm doing well. Awesome. Oh my it's good to hear. Oh my gosh, I love your mic setup. Thank love. you. I was just going to say I love yours. <laughs> Thanks. It's always it's always fun when I have people on the podcast that... When I have people on the podcast, I've had like three episodes that have like their own nice <laughs> mic setup. <laughs> That's always less work for me, but...
1: So, yeah, less work trying to clean up audio.
0: Yeah. Introduce yourself, say your name and pronouns.
1: Yes. Uh, hello. My name is Emmy Violet. Uh, my pronouns are she, they, and uh, yeah, I think I'm a human being sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's, <laughs> that's the best we can hope for in the year of our Lord 2022. I oh, thought it's 2022 <laughs> now. <laughs> sometimes. Dude, I know. <laughs> cool. So um, this interview is going to be like a little bit slightly different than what I've done in the past because you have, I, I was noticing just like sort of you're more mysterious. You have less out there for me to like pick through and then like dig, ask questions about. So this is going to be so much less me like leading you to talk about specific projects and more like me literally asking you about your projects and learning for the first time too, I guess. <laughs>
1: that is, that is in is, first of all, not any fault of your own. That is my own fault. <laughs> for getting in my head about a lot of projects and being like no it's not ready to post when I'm like just post the fucking thing but I hear
0: that yes. <laughs> um cool so so we've known each other for a hot minute go ahead I'm
1: sorry are we allowed to curse
0: yes yes cursing <laughs> is totally totally bueno um okay, okay. yeah so we've known each other for a hot minute I think we met in I think the first thing we did together was Bonnie and Clyde Maybe. I think so. Yes. So like 2014 or 2015. Yeah, somewhere around there. Back in the day. <laughs> um and you were doing like mostly tech theater tech stuff at that time, right? Is that kind of what you were doing in the world? Yes, as
1: far as in the in the world proper. Um mm-hmm. the theatrical space for sure. I had started transitioning away from active performance and more into like a backstage thing just because that that was my job at the time. And mm-hmm. uh, it was, yeah, it was nice to be backstage for a little while just to sort of feel out what it was like back there, what, you know, it, it helped encourage a lot of like uh, future activities of mine.
0: Totally, totally. So you, but you do have like, you do have um, a history of, of onstage performance, uh, uh, like prior to your music stuff, because I feel like I always associate you with like tech stuff, but I know that you did perform a little bit, too, back, back in the day.
1: Yes. Yes. I actually, um, it's, it's actually, it's funny to hear you say that, too, because like I feel like I'm, I've always had a foot in both worlds. Um, I, I started with performance proper. Um, when I was in middle school, I started, I had been learning piano for a bunch of years, and I just started singing just because it was something that you do with piano, and it's fun. Um, and then uh, just got more into it. Um, started performing uh, in actual like shows. I believe starting around eighth grade when I was in a stage adaptation of uh, Esperanza Rising. Uh, oh my novel. gosh!
0: I think I saw you in that because did you? That, I was the was
1: understudy that... to, uh, okay. to so one of the leads. I, maybe but... <laughs> I didn't see.
0: You, maybe I did. Where was that with Ctm? That was the
1: Ctm. Yeah. Oh my god!
0: So <laughs> you probably knew uh, Lisa. What's her name? Lisa she was she was oh when my I was goodness do you remember her I know no, exactly who, uh, who you're who yes I'm and I remember her last
1: name I oh, feel so bad but. me too she was so
0: fantastic um she was my because I was like in the CTM like kids classes because I was like eight or nine at that time and she taught those so I like went oh, to go right. go see that because she was in it oh Oh, oh my, my god. god that's
1: Perfect. totally right. That was just going to say cuz I, I you were like in that realm as well right mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the the ctm folks
0: ctm kids yep.
1: Okay oh, but goodness. i totally
0: totally interrupted you. Continue. You were like Oh my god as as you're rising. fine.
1: <laughs> yes that uh I, I i went from there and um i started doing more on stage stuff um uh quite a bit in high school um i was yeah in in a bunch of productions of like uh, aida cats uh the wedding singer um a, a bunch of stuff like during the summer too just fun little things um and at a certain point uh because I, I went to college and I, I got a degree in theater so i was going for stage performance but as i was in college i had been fiddling around with since middle school i want to say with uh, the DAW, uh, digital audio workstation, or the fancy name for music recording software, I'd right. um, been fiddling around with Sony Acid, um, which is like a lesser known DAW that's primarily... I've never heard, never
0: that's, heard of
1: it. You are, oh, <laughs> are A-OK. It's not a bad DAW, but it's very like specific for like loop-based production that was like heavy in the 2000s, so okay. less popular now. But um, yes, to say my my favorite sentence about this, which is... I was messing around a lot with acid in, in <laughs> high school, <laughs> but that as is not,
0: you yeah, <laughs> as
1: you do. Um, but so, so when I finally got to college, I had already sort of fostered that love of the, the more tech focused stuff, but tech focused stuff, as far as like how it actively relates to performance
0: mm-hmm.
1: and So, yeah, that was when I kind of got in with, like, actually started recording my own stuff because I'd been writing stuff for a while, but it it was, you know, a lot of uh, I when I, by the way, I am going (laughs) to because I'm already on the show. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to promote you that when you played your song, um, was it Plastic Horses?
0: Little horses. Yeah. Little
1: horses. Okay. Um, that when you said that you'd writ- wrote that when you were a teenager and I was like, oh, Sigra, I- <laughs> everything I wrote as a teenager is just in a deep hole in the desert somewhere like the fucking ET game cartridges.
0: <laughs> you got to pull them out at some point. Deep, deep in the dig through that. There's maybe some gold in there. You never know.
1: There might. My- okay. I'll have to, I'll have to d- dredge up my old journals tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yes yeah, so i was doing a lot of recording for that stuff and uh yeah so i'm sorry this is super long winded and i went no. on like 10 tangents please um, but i uh essentially i was doing stage performance as a musical theater person and occasionally just a stage person um but i was also just doing my own music thing at the same time just mostly for fun um and then I, I started getting involved in like actual backstage stuff. And um, all my friends, uh, well, not all my friends, uh, a lot of my like close friends in college were uh, part of the tech crew because they're just awesome people. I love them to death. And um, so I just naturally kind of fell into the rhythm. But that, that's why it was funny to hear you say that like you associate me with tech because I'm like, oh, God, that's so it was living two separate worlds for a while. But it wasn't really until recently that I started like getting into performance again from an acting standpoint mm-hmm. um i i took a few years of of a break just because of a lot of a lot of personal stuff and sure. uh, yeah professional stuff um as far as like workspaces that weren't super healthy but uh
0: very legit there's yes. a lot of those in the theater world too so yes,
1: unfortunately <laughs> um so, yeah, finding finding spaces outside of those that I had worked with in the past was kind of an important thing. And I'm, I'm just starting to, to bounce back into that. But
0: cool. But yeah. So, yeah, you so you're sort of starting to get back into uh, theater tech stuff or theater stage stuff or both.
1: A mix, a mix of both. Uh, more of acting with a capital A. Um, yes. Classical <laughs> but- acting. Yes, <laughs> um, the the primary focus of like acting for me right now is uh, voiceover acting. Okay, I love it. Like I love animation. I love uh, video games. Uh, I think the kind of media that voiceover generally associates with is media that portrays experiences that a lot of other media cannot portray, namely video games and animation, where you can kind of show things and do things that can't be done. In anywhere else that doesn't have you know a vfx budget of 20 million dollars <laughs> um <laughs> but but yeah so that is that is the current plan as far as acting um i still love stage stuff but it is definitely it's weird to go back to a space that you've taken a break from for so long um but yeah uh, and as far as theater tech stuff i do a, like uh Live sound production and uh, like audiovisual work just as a day job, but
0: oh, that's super awesome! That's oh, yeah. really cool. Good, good stuff. It is.
1: It's super fun. Yeah, <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's it's a, a good gig. The people are fun, and it's yeah, it's nice. Uh, steady labor. So <laughs> yeah,
0: we love that. We love a steady paycheck. Um, tell me, <laughs> <laughs> tell me more about voiceover stuff. When when did you start getting into that? Like, what projects have you worked on? What projects are you working on? Tell me more. That's a, definitely an area that fascinates me but that I have almost no experience with oh my
1: goodness um (laughs) (laughs) where do I start yeah (laughs) Uh, it's um a lot of the stuff I've done has been and admittedly I'm still newer to like getting actually established getting a presence out there which is why it was probably so hard for you to find stuff (laughs) that I've been working on um but primarily what I've been doing so far is stuff in the accessibility circle so I've done a lot of um like audio site descriptions is something that is not exactly a glamorous job, uh, like at first sight. But I think it's fucking rad. Like basically, what you do is real important. For, exactly, yeah. For um, for folks with uh, visual impairments or who are blind, uh, they need sites that are able to be accessed through audio, and being able to go through detail all the the paragraphs, the graphics that are shown, and also to make the site just more accessible in general, as far as like even color scheme and just format. Um, it's it's super interesting. And I admittedly, I, I am still very much learning uh, how to operate within the space. I'm by no means an expert, but um, but I greatly enjoyed that. Uh, I, I hope to do more of it. The other stuff I've done is very you know basic narration for stuff like my favorite is like instructional videos for hit your time clock five minutes before you're supposed to leave like that kind of bullshit. <laughs> so...
0: oh my gosh your voiceover voice that was such a wow that was we love it's it's
1: <laughs> we love sorry, a, a persona off,
0: but... no that's that's incredible fantastic <laughs>
1: It's a, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it's a shitload of fun to do, especially because I also just love making fun of a lot of those like style instructional videos, but,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, those, those pay the bills. The The goal is to be doing stuff like video games and animation is, is Absolutely. the eventual goal, but obviously I still want to be doing like site accessibility stuff um, yeah. throughout because that's super fucking needed and it should just be an obvious thing but
0: definitely yeah those those things i mean i'm definitely it's it's funny to things that get that you take advantage of or take for granted um because i i'm aware of the the need for accessibility voiceover things but i never really think about the people who are making those like that job (laughs) that someone has to do and that someone is you and that's really cool that's super rad
1: Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. And, and, and <laughs> I feel like that is what is so much fun about the VO space, too, uh, is that like so much of it is things that you're like, oh, yeah, someone has to do that. <laughs> like someone has to be that voice in, you know, like a video game tutorial or, you know, the background of a commercial or something where you're like, yeah, wow, that really is ever present, but I didn't really think about it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. Okay. So you have a lot of experience with... um sort of the technical aspect of audio the audio world whether it be like stage stage stuff or music stuff or voiceover stuff um so i want to talk more about your music because that's sort of how i first (laughs) not became aware of you because i've known you for a long time but in the art space i feel like i was like Oh, Emmy's making music now and your music is fucking awesome. I remember when you put out your first, your first, I know, I told, I remember when you put out the first Deciduous EP, I think it was like my freshman year of college. And I was like, holy shit, this thing slaps. And I like, I like, that's so sweet. I love it. I still think about it. Okay. Again, I am gonna,
1: gonna <laughs> return the favor because seriously, I I felt the exact same way when I first started listening to your music. Oh, dude, uh, thank you! Like <laughs> holy shit! Like Sig is doing some awesome stuff, and also like seeing you spread your like your dilettante brand to <laughs> a bunch of other stuff. Being, I don't know. Sorry. Thank you. No, don't
0: apologize. Thank promise you. I'm a,
1: trying not to just look good, but
0: no, that's uh, so. Anyway, um, yes. Sorry. Compliment compliment fest complete let's talk about talk <laughs> about the history how did you how did you get started you said you've been writing song you had been writing songs like throughout high school throughout your teenage years what was the what was the instigator to finally put out a project and why did you change the choose the name deciduous where does that come from
1: oh goodness um the first impetus I had to actually start releasing stuff was Honestly, more of an emotional barrier, I think, because in my mind, I'd always been like, I love performing. I love singing, acting, you know, being on stage and, you know, having a bunch of people experience some emotions and helping them through those emotions. Like, that's the coolest thing in the world to me. But at the same time, it's different when you're singing someone else's words, you're playing a different character. Um, It's very different when you were putting something out in the space as, like, this is my thoughts. This is my exact, there, there shouldn't be that much pressure with it, but I definitely put myself through that much pressure with making sure it was like exactly the messages I wanted to be sending. And that got in the way of my process for the longest time and, and still does occasionally. But um, I think it was overcoming that and being like, it sounds so cheesy but like the classic you miss 100% of the shots you don't take about just like what's the worst that's going to happen you know Totally You suddenly wake up tomorrow to find everyone on the internet making fun of you or something but like what is the actual likelihood of that
0: Right So it just t- it took you um, essentially that long to sort of muster up the courage I guess for lack of a better word to leap over that hurdle of of your own your own perfectionism or 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 whatever standing in the way
1: essentially yes yes and um yeah and and once i had that ep out there that was kind of the it was i'm sure like anyone who makes creative things can can relate to like it just feels like you're giving birth to a child where you're like okay now out into the world you go uh, Mm -hmm. live your experiences and uh yeah that was that was kind of the moment that solidified that like okay yeah this is something i want to be doing for a long time and am comfortable doing and yeah i think i think part of that also had to do with my own personal gender journey because mm. that was the year when i finally came out when i released my ep so it was really? very wow. much like big year. "fuck it let's do it yeah, yeah. it was a big year <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and that's it's made it a lot easier since then um that's awesome. since a lot of those like themes factor into my music even mm-hmm. though i don't write about it specifically but um, as, as per your second question, I named it deciduous for two reasons. The first of which is I couldn't decide on what the hell the sound of my EP was going to be. So I'm like, okay, what's an artsy way of saying, like, it, you can be one way or the other or both ways sometimes. Okay. I love trees and deciduous trees just kind of do whatever the fuck they want to do, depending on the season and conditions. So I love that. It's a really, (laughs) really (laughs) simple idea, but, um, but yeah, I I, I just like the the ring of it. I think more than anything.
0: Yeah, totally. To- both extremely valid reasons to choose an artist name. <laughs> I know you've well, kind I'm of good. you've kind of uh, gone back and forth. Though. I remember we were talking a couple months ago about how you were like, I don't know if I'm going to continue with the deciduous name. If I want to change it, I don't know what I <laughs> ch- want to change it to. Um, are you still? Are you thinking you're going to stick with deciduous now, or are you still sort of mulling other options?
1: I am. I am definitely mulling other options i okay. think it is it is almost definitely going to change um if not at least just because of how difficult it is to spell sure but <laughs> it's, it's a little tricky um but also just because i feel like a lot of the stuff i've been making for the past few years like just in my own space like again i i hopefully will be releasing an or i will be releasing an album hopefully in the next few months awesome. um oh my gosh that that's so soon I know, dude. I'm so excited. (laughs) Uh, But, but yes, that um, the stuff I'm doing now is different enough. I feel like than the original deciduous that I wanted to title it something different. Sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I figured it'd be nice and something, some something that people will be able to spell this time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You definitely. I have definitely noticed your your style sort of evolving musically. You released a uh, single maybe like a year ago now maybe more that was like way more synthy sort of dream pop esque. is that kind of the direction you're trying to take things or am I completely missing the mark
1: you are no you are 1000% hitting the mark okay well well done you won the shooting contest oh, good, um, good. and uh, yeah yeah that's exactly the direction is I had been messing around with synths for the longest time but was just not very good at it. And then I had also been doing, you know, piano, guitar, vocal stuff, like very classic singer songwriter stuff. And it wasn't until the last few years that I started learning just on a technical level, how to blend those a bit better and how to like produce the sounds that I wanted to, as far as synthesizers, how to like make them feel musically sound together, as opposed to just some synth lines thrown in on top of pop music. Mm -hmm. um so yeah I would say dream pop like synth pop is definitely the the direction I'm, I'm trying to head things in so that's
0: super exciting where is that sort of always the um genre or genre cluster that you've been like going towards or is that more of a recent um inspiration like sort of that dream pop sound I think it's
1: been it's been a mix of both Um, because all of my stuff had always kind of had those influences just from the artists that I listened to growing up. Like I grew up on um, the Beach Boys, the Beatles, like a lot of classic stuff, but then also like Enya and Jack Johnson, like big 2000s, like alt uh, vibes. But, um, But again, from a very mellow, like dreamy standpoint, Enya more in the effects of it, but Jack Johnson more in just like the general vibe. Um, and then it, it took me the last few years realizing, okay, yep, this would be a perfect outlet for the kind of music I want to be making, which is sad, but also kind of dreamy and fun. (laughs)
0: Love it. Yeah. I I, I'm, I'm a big sucker for music that is happy in one way and sad in the other way, generally like a happy sound, but sad lyrics love that. Love that shit. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: I, oh, (laughs) <laughs> i've gone like hard in for like the the movement right now of like phoebe bridgers soccer mommy snail mail like all that shit is like mm-hmm. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i was when i was doing the little bit of last minute uh research um before this i saw on your spotify you have a playlist called like my favorite songs of all time or something and it's this big long playlist yes! and your <laughs> your inspirations are so like i mean and i think we're noticing this more and more as we become uh like less of a less and more of a monoculture. Like we just all have the opportunity to listen to whatever we want now with, with Spotify and streaming. But your inspirations range from like you had Phoebe Bridgers. I remember seeing on there. You had, um, gosh, I was trying to like I was like sick. To remember like at least three like super different artists because they were just they just there was such a range. Enya, Bjork um bunch of singer-songwriters bunch of like classic classic rock-esque stuff and then like yeah so i i had a question and now i've lost it but that's cool that you have so many (laughs) so many varying inspirations i guess who who would you here here. this is where I was going with it who were your biggest like inspir- inspirations growing up musically was it like sort of Jack Johnson Enya or was there there's somebody else that like you super glommed on oh
1: god um I definitely did have a handful of artists that were massive inspirations um and they all sound very like they also are very obvious in hindsight, but, <laughs> but I suppose, you know, that that's to be expected. Um, the, the number one that comes to mind is Stevie wonder okay. um, hands down. He is um, like everything from his virtuosic like mastery of every instrument. He set his mind to from harmonica, synthesizers, guitar, drums, like, everything including production aspects too um and uh that plus his just performance ability like every song of his can range from just heartbreakingly you know soft and beautiful to upbeat like jam of the summer to and this is one of my other favorite parts about him is to more political songs and I think I really admired that about him is that none of his songs ever really felt like like phoned in i guess like even when a song of his wasn't you know a hit or was just kind of okay you could tell he was still trying to say something specific Mm -hmm. and not to mention he as a person is just also a huge activist um yeah no massive inspiration i could go on about stevie wonder for hours please go Um, on about stevie wonder for hours Uh, Inner Visions is my favorite album of his. If you ever want to check it out, but okay. I, my other influences were um, Ben Folds was another big sure. one, totally which again, that. yeah, again, yes, is very <laughs> like <laughs> to be expected. But um, the way he he approaches music from such a narrative standpoint. And I think it's very, very interesting. And I, I see why he he's big in musical theater circles. I, think, I was about to reason. say,
0: as yes. former musical theater kids,
1: I <laughs> yes. understand
0: how we all, why we all like Ben Folds.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. Like him, like Ingrid Michaelson, Regina Spector, like that whole gaggle of yep. like theatrical singer-songwriters.
0: <laughs> yep. You were into
1: that kind of stuff too?
0: Yeah. And just like kind of tangentially. And I totally... I, like looking back, those were the, like the art, the kind of artists I was drawn to and it makes so much sense from a post theater kid. <laughs> yeah. It's yep. Looking back, it's it so obvious.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, but I mean, it's good music and it you know, it is. it it vibed with our teenage hearts and uh, yeah. And it, it still is like a great music too. Um, As far as just like going back, you know, you can listen to a lot of music you used to listen to and be like, this is not as good as I remember it, but I feel like that's one that's held like going back and listening to it. You're like, Oh shit. Yeah. This is really multi-layered, complex, fun, and often just really dumb fun music, but yeah. also really nice sophisticated if, if uh, you want that, but yeah. But yeah. Um, God. I'm so, I'm glad to see like this, <laughs> the previous theater kid bonding. Yes. Um. Oh goodness. I, I think my, third and final influences were J- jack johnson was honestly a big one um his lyricism i think is really underrated like you know obviously he is very much the banana pancakes guy to a lot mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. and that's okay um or the
0: curious george guy
1: yes so the curious george guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but he is uh yeah he he's got some fantastic lyricism and like surprisingly very political in a lot of his music too especially his older stuff so uh um but yeah, I think do, I'm sorry, do you mind if I go off in a bit of a please, tangent?
0: Please, please. Okay. <laughs> this is your interview, Abby. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I know. I always feel bad. Um I think uh, it, it's like those are the big 3, but it really is I, I always feel like the person who's like, "Oh, I listen to everything." But like I I really do try and listen to everything and I I think part of that is because of uh mental health reasons i i have borderline personality disorder which i like to describe it as imagine if you had too much of every emotion you didn't need and if they were just turned up to 100 all the time <laughs> um and i'm i'm obviously being dramatic by saying that but um but it's essentially yeah like every emotion is pushed feels like it's pushed to its extreme uh when it's you know not not mitigated um and for that reason i feel like that's why i Fucking love every genre of music where I'm I don't know I just it frustrates me to hear people say stuff like they don't make music like they used to or there isn't music out there that you know I'm really interested in listening where like exactly what you said about the lowered bar of entry for people to find that music that they want of any genre of any emotion you could possibly want there is someone out there producing music or art that is 1000% 1000% like cookie cutter made for you as if like you know a focus group it up
0: oh my gosh you just need to
1: put in the work to find it
0: that reminds me of a meme that I saw w- once that was like you your collection of features is going to be the exact the exact every hit every single one of someone's kinks out there so if there's someone <laughs> out there for you <laughs> yes so <it's> like <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Oh God. I love that perception of that's like what a soulmate is. Someone yeah. who's like <laughs> Yeah, all, all
0: of that. Yes. Wow. Yeah, checks all the boxes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love uh I love the phrase that you use lowered bar of entry. I think that's a really good way of putting it for how. I mean, there's definitely the flip side, I think, where it's kind of overwhelming because there's so much to choose from. But I think if you if you take advantage of some some of the algorithms and stuff out there, I mean, like Spotify does their like, curated, like, we think this is what you'll like this week that's new. You can start to sort of build build your taste and then find, like, what you're saying, find the exact thing you're looking for. Because it's yes. out there, for sure.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that is, that is yeah, you 100% said it about, like, the, the saturation of the marketplace can be a little difficult to wade through. But algorithms are making it in infinitely easier to to actually navigate all of it. So instead of just like what old record uh or radio uh stations used to do or just like have a giant pile of cassettes and CDs they had to sort through. So mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. we still do that at um WSUM. <gasps> there's <Fuck> like, yes! <laughs> there's like every week bands send and I'm not on the on the exec team, so I just see this hand, but New CDs are sent in every week and we have to like sort through them and then they get sent out to us to like listen to and then what we like we write about for the blog. And so some of that still happens. That's just- so brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's good good stuff. So we're like the analog Spotify algorithms over it at, at WS Yes. <laughs>
1: you are the human out the taste makers.
0: Exactly. Um cool. Okay. Fascinating. I I love hear I love hearing about people's like like inspirations and who they look up to that's really cool do you have anybody who else who has influenced you like non-musically but maybe like in relation to your music like is there is there are there any figures out there that you like really look up to um be it like directors or writers or somebody in your own life that's like really influenced your music or your other art oh goodness
1: yes Yes. Um, there is, it's, it's hard to say just because there are so many people. I know it's like such a cliche to be like, Oh, well, all of my, all of my peers and colleagues are my inspiration, but genuinely like, uh, I I look up to a ton of my friends as far as what they put out there and their vulnerability. But, um, I think for people who inspire my music or just my art in general. The first person that comes to mind is uh, Wendy Carlos. Are you okay. familiar with
0: her? That's a familiar name, but I could not tell you who she is.
1: No worries. Um, <laughs> she, and that's, that's totally fine. She's uh, a, a lesser known, but she's um, a composer. And uh, I think engineer would be the correct title for her. But she is a, um, she's a trans woman who uh, operated under uh, her dead name for a long time in um, the 60s and 70s. But she did pioneering work with synthesizers, both in incorporating them to music. Oh, do you, yes, do you I, have that well.
0: I think maybe NPR did a did one of their podcasts covered her a while back, and I heard that episode. Yeah, yes, that totally, yes. Well. Oh, that,
1: that totally sounds right. Yeah, yeah, she is she is brilliant. She did uh, testing and like like beta testing and gave artistic advice for the production of the first Minimoog which is like revolutionized uh, synth playing because it was the first like readily available home one. My um, apologies. I think that's correct. I don't want to, you know, say something possibly apocryphal, I but.
0: trust your knowledge of synths more than pretty much <laughs> anybody else I know, so. <laughs> well,
1: thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but she she did such pioneering work. She um, worked with uh, Stanley. She did the soundtrack to The Shining and uh, Clockwork Orange. She worked with Stanley Kubrick. Wow. And then was like, hmm, no, he's kind of a dick, and then left. (laughs) Like, just left the composition world, but then continued to uh, just kick ass in the genre of uh, bringing synth to the forefront of culture. And I, I just take huge inspiration for her because she was one of the first notable examples of a trans woman in music, but also she did so much direct work in forwarding synthesizers, which is like an obsession of mine, and uh yeah, yeah she is she's a huge inspiration to me
0: especially because so cool.
1: just if you look up a picture of her it's usually of her sitting in front of like five computer monitors 12 synths and her five cats nearby and I'm like that's the fucking goal man yes
0: the dream <laughs> yeah that's incredible yeah
1: okay. but uh I-, I would say her and um my-, my brain is totally blanking right now but that's totally fine I would also say song songwriters and lyricists and authors who are just unafraid to like bear their soul, I think, because I think that is the hardest thing for me to do as a songwriter and just a performer is to be like 100% vulnerable. And, and like I, I bring her up all the time, but Phoebe Bridgers is a very good example just because she writes about pinpoint moments in her life that could be you know, easily identifiable to anyone that actually knows her, Mm -hmm. but she's still like, fuck it. I'm going to write about this stuff because it's important to me and it's made a difference and I need to get this emotion out there. And I'm like, that's so, I don't know. I I love it. Uh, Totally. Heartbreaking stuff, but.
0: Totally. um, Her her, like specificity too. Also, I feel like my mom said to me one time, she's like, something along the lines of like specificity the more specific you get, the more universal it is. And I think like Phoebe Bridgers is such a great example of that. Like this super specific little sound bite from her life is like somehow applicable to all of us. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. 1,000% that oh, that's such a good quote too.
0: <laughs> right? I know. I know. It's like, I think about it all the time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess, yeah, it makes it, it makes it much more accessible from like, I don't know, you have a hard representation of what it is in your brain. Um. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Uh, the 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 final person that comes to mind, just be- she's a, a very recent one, but she's just blown my mind again and again is uh the vocalist for the metal band Spirit Box. Okay. Um her name is Courtney laplant and she is first of all, just badass. Like interviews with her, she's the chillest person in the world. <laughs> um, but she she's talked a lot about uh, like excelling in an industry. Or in in a music genre, sorry, excelling in an industry that already is unfriendly to women and very sexist, uh, but excelling in a genre that also has a lot of sexist baggage, unfortunately, with a lot of toxic masculinity. Um, I adore metal, but it can be, you know, it's a guy's club
0: a little bit. It is, yes. (laughs) A a white guy's club, dare I say? (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) No, 100%. (laughs) And she is. She's uh, such an inspiration as far as like a vocalist, first of all, because she has this angelic, beautiful singing voice and then on a dime can turn into just demonic screams. And I'm like, God, you're so cool. Um, But is also just a very, a very big example of someone blazing a trail for like fighting sexism and just being your own person and doing whatever you want to do, no matter what people say, even if you're not actively saying it. I don't know i guess just being passively insurgent is a good way to describe it
0: totally like living yeah. living what you what you stand for rather than just talking about it so exactly of yeah yeah that's cool super cool okay awesome I, that's so so cool love love to hear about the inspirations behind cool people such as yourself um <laughs> well, thank you uh i want to talk about your art aside from your music because you do like you have another Instagram account that's like an art account and you do lots of different media it seems like photography is a big thing to you and like map making like cartography type stuff (laughs) which is so cool to me I like I remember when I was a kid like doodling like fantastical maps but nowhere I mean obviously nowhere near to the degree that you take it I think like one of the most recent ones was for like an RPG or something it was so cool tell me about it
1: thank you that and <laughs> for we need to talk about that later <laughs> about yeah, the, the yeah. fantastic maps you've made yes I um I adore a visual art i mostly just do it as a hobby but i've started doing it as like an actual thing recently um because i'm gonna i'm gonna take the webcam on an adventure i love maps as my roommate yes (laughs) love it oh no and here i've ruined the
0: shot oh Oh, no
1: um but i (laughs) sorry (laughs) i adore uh maps just from like a visual standpoint but i started getting into it because of RPGs. Um, and I think a lot of it stemmed from exactly doing what you said as a kid, which is just like, oh, I'll draw this, you know, fantastical map for this far off world, or like, you know, a, a galaxy for uh, a space to explore. And um, that was like the first art stuff I did. And then I discovered photography in high school and really started leaning into that. Um, I. I started out with like doing the classic high school photography class of like, you know, using everyone has film cameras that they bought from Goodwill or like got from their parents. And, uh, yeah, just, just fell in love with it. Um, from just the experiential standpoint of it, of like, taking a camera out into the space. A lot of my photography is nature focused. Um, but then also just like weird shit I find, um, because I think it's fun to to record those little moments, and I think a lot of the times they make good art. Uh, just little things you find out in the wild, um, and uh, so from that photography, that kind of made a natural progression into me trying out painting and like actual like fine art, the fir- fine <laughs> art with a ca- a capital F and A and calligraphy. Yes. Um, and uh, that was a lot of fun, but it definitely was frustrating as someone who does not paint with a steady hand, uh, because I love doing detail work and it was so frustrating. And that's kind of when it was actually funny. It was at Bonnie and Clyde that I first started getting into graphic design what? and I designed that's
0: the, crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I designed the t-shirts for everybody. You did. And I, I love
0: like, that t-shirt. That was a rad t-shirt. Oh my God. Thank a, you. One of my favorite like show t-shirts that I, that I had back in the day. It's in my thank closet you. somewhere.
1: <laughs> yes! Okay. <laughs> it survived this far. Yes. Oh, for sure. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, that, that was the, the first, like, actual design I did that I, like, put out into the world. Because I'd mostly just made, I love making parody designs, too, for, like, like fake universities from, like, intellectual properties and stuff like that. Um, but I started getting into map making because of Dungeons & Dragons. As Solid. I'm sure a lot of people do, yes. <laughs> and, and it's it's funny too because I already had a bit of map making experience, like literal actual map making experience from in college because I minored in sustainable energy, and okay. I've used a bit of a GIS, which is like a, a mapping software that cool. you can use for just about anything, for like mapping a watershed in a region or like measuring the average rainfall as opposed to the water table of an area. Like
0: that's fascinating. I, wow.
1: I didn't. I my brain has dumped all of that uh, <laughs> since I did. But um, but it taught me a lot about just like how terrain is arranged, how stuff naturally uh, arises, and also like how settlements are placed in the world. Like they're usually by water. They're usually mm-hmm. by readily available resources um, or some like shelter, like in a valley where the mountains take most of the brunt of storms and stuff. Um, yeah, I can I could talk about maps for hours. But but yeah, I the art that I got into was because of all that and now I do uh commissions for maps for like people's rpgs um if they want to flesh out a world or something uh yeah and it fell right into like I just love world building too so if I could just world build for hours in a day I probably would so
0: that's that's so cool my one of my well (laughs) A lot of my coworkers have they have like a staff like half the staff plays um, Dungeons and Dragons together. Maybe maybe <laughs> I'll throw your name out there. Be like, hey, if you guys want a a map, you know, I know I know a person you can commission them for a map.
1: <laughs> I would fucking love that. Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> I float your name. <laughs>
1: I would be flattered. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's super cool. So, how do oh, you go thanks. about? Um, how do you go about? where do you start it seems like such a big task to create um a world and to map out a world there's so much like specificity that goes into it and so many moving parts so it seems
1: a a lot of it is like honestly just the (laughs) i'm gonna sound so like art school here for a second (laughs) but a lot of it is simply the creative process sigra of uh Ah, yes (laughs) but um like joking aside it it really is where you just you find like a seed of an idea and just kind of say okay what would make sense next um like I'm trying to think of a good example like uh the there was a part of my campaign that took place in um a city that was inside the rim of an active volcano because a friend of mine like wrote it in their backstory and I was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. (laughs) So I was like, okay, well, it's in the rim of an active volcano. Why would they build it there and not anywhere else? (laughs) Because that's extraordinarily (laughs) dangerous. Okay, well, it's gotta be somewhere very far north. So it's like one of the only warm parts of an extraordinarily cold environment. Okay, it's also like probably magical somewhat because like otherwise the volcano would erupt. So there's some like latent magic energy stored in the volcano and i'm not gonna say the reasons why because this story stuff that my party uh, might be aware of but um and then build from there of just like the local culture centered around like uh the fact that like a tropical environment could flourish inside of this volcano rim because of how controlled the heat is and then like barbecue being a big part of the cuisine (laughs) there (laughs) because
0: of all the lava
1: Um, obviously perfect (laughs) yeah yeah just that's like kind of a silly example but it's the same with you know writing a song where you think what would you know make sense emotionally for this guitar part to have on top of it as far as like atmosphere or just lyrics in general so yeah yeah just taking an idea and running with it
0: yeah rad that's so cool um okay so you you do photography you do cartography you do painting what is your what is your like go-to medium um p- painting wise do you are you an acrylics person are you an oils person are you a oh, temporal person
1: i acrylics, acrylics definitely because there's a lot more margin of error there
0: yeah <laughs> that you can deal with <laughs> and um... they're much more economical
1: Yes. Oh God. Yes, they are. <laughs> so much more. <laughs> you, you can even dilute them with water if you don't have enough. So <laughs> um yeah, acrylics hands down. Although I've started stepping into um digital painting, but that's definitely an art unto itself that I'm mm-hmm. still trying to get the grasp of. Um totally. I've done a, a couple little things in it, but yeah, generally acrylics when I do it. Although a lot of the stuff I've done recently is just like Ink and watercolor.
0: Okay. I um, love that's like one of my favorite styles to see out in the world. I think that's such a nice combination. They just complement yes. each other so well. <laughs>
1: yes, agreed. Oh it's yeah, it's it's the rigid lines, but then also the the verve of God or um the if I could draw like Draw or paint like any style in the world. It would be the style of, and I'm totally blanking on the name. But did you ever read the scary stories? To I tell knew that's where you're going. Yes. I
0: just knew that's where you're going. Yes, I can't remember his name either, but yes, totally. That yes, style 1, is like Thousand
1: percent.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sort of like line work, but like also drippy and like yes, malleable. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Line
1: work that feels weird and organic and like stringy, but like can also be very charismatic and fun yeah mm-hmm. i love that shit. Mm-hmm. um sometime in the future i suppose yeah. did <laughs> you a see practice.
0: a couple years ago they reissued scary stories with different illustrations and there was like an uproar because people were like no the illustrations are what made these books like, you <laughs> can't have them without those illustrations They're
1: yes integrals. okay yeah. i didn't see that but that uh, that makes me happy to know that people stood by yes. <laughs> the original <Yeah. laughs>
0: absolutely so, okay, what's next for yes. Deciduous or Emmy Violet or something else? What's what's coming up? You have an album you're working on. Do you have, is it, is it done or is it still sort of in the process of being created?
1: It's, it's still in the process of being created. Um, all of the songs have been written. All of like the demos are laid down. Um, I'd say half the songs are done the other half just need to be like flushed out with little bit parts you know mixed fully and then sent off to mastering but yes it is it is all like down on paper it's i'm gonna I'm gonna do it I'm gonna commit myself it is going to be 10 songs um 10 songs? it is a full album and uh i'm so excited <laughs> yeah and I'm I'm really happy with how it's coming along it's it's it'll be a nice mix of synthie dream pop but with a healthy new dose of like uh fuzzy like i'm trying to think of (laughs) it'll be dream pop but with a little bit of shoegazy type electric guitar like distortion fuzz um and some scents mixed in there so it should be a nice change of pace it's a little more upbeat as far as like literal tempo upbeat um but there's also some moodiness in there so you bet your ass (laughs) you're gonna feel some things yes hopefully (laughs)
0: that's that's what I love to hear. Okay. That's exciting. Can I ask yes. like a general release timeline? Like when are you, when are you ideally, when is that coming out?
1: Ideally that is going to be out by April. Okay. Um, that is, that is the plan as it stands right now. Um, to, because it's, it's in the stages of like fully being polished at the moment. That's the goal right now. So okay, cool. yes. Um, yeah. And I'll be, I'll be dropping little bits and bops here and there on social media of, uh, songs that will be upcoming so we'll see
0: that's exciting how about after that are you gonna are you gonna ride that album a little bit or are you gonna try and do some shows tour or um are you moving on to another project right away do you have something in mind
1: yes the the plan is to play shows um a, a lot of it honestly is dependent on covid unfortunately just because yeah. yeah it it makes it hard to to book venues first of all but also to book venues like in good conscience yeah um,
0: <laughs> the nice thing though with re- Planning to release it in April is that's like When the summer gigs are happening so a lot can be Outside it's a little you have a little More leeway there which I think is a good plan smart Smart release schedule <laughs> <laughs> Why
1: thank you yeah that, that's a super That's a super good point that um, it, it should be a lot more flexible there But my plan is to release it Around April uh, Do some shows For a little while um, ideally Tour if possible um, sort of depends on work as well but yeah after that I'm going to be doing more of the same stuff I'll be putting out singles every now and then I'll also be continuing to do photography design uh, posting that there um, I hate to I hate to be like plug in my stuff but
0: plug your stuff this is I was like that was my next thing was going to be like what do you want to plug where can people find you so tell me bring it on
1: okay all right let's do it um so My album, yes, will be released uh, under two names. Uh, The first being Deciduous, obviously, but uh, with my upcoming artist name to sort of bridge the gap between the two.
0: That's a really Um, good that's a really good technique that. uh, Thank you. Yeah, love that.
1: (laughs) I I stole that from George Clanton. He did the same thing with one of his bands. And I was like, that's so that's such (laughs) an easy idea. But yeah, um, but yes, so it'll be releasing under those two names. Um, I also if anyone uh, is looking for narration or uh, character work I do voiceover um, and also I just like to make maps and designs. so if you need <laughs> something done uh, I've done a couple album covers for some friends too and uh, yeah I love that shit so I'm, I'm available but that, that's kind of what's going on right now is an albums in the works but everything else is going to be kind of consistent as far as projects are concerned.
0: Fantastic! Awesome. Okay, so where can people find you online? What socials are you on? What are your handles? What's your most active social? What's the best place to reach you if people want to commission you?
1: Yes. Um, the best place to reach me is probably uh Instagram at the moment. Um, I'm on Instagram most often. I am at gaydream Underscore Believer on Instagram. Um, that's Daydream just with a G instead of a D. And uh, I'm also gaydream Believer on TikTok. Uh, I've been woefully absent there, but I will be posting more. <laughs> and uh, I do also uh, do some stuff on a-, a few other apps, but primarily Instagram and TikTok are the ones you can find me on okay, if you want to cool, get all cool.
0: the And they're both Gay Dream Believer.
1: Gay Dream Believer, yes. And although Fantastic. my um, photography and design account is Cosmic Underscore Horror. Um, except spelled W H O R E R.
0: Yes. So little, little double entendre action there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> I'll link those. I'll link those all in the show notes too. So if people are like, "How how do I spell that?" It, they'll be in the show notes. Just go there. Um, yes. So
1: thank you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Um. I, so I'll be doing um my usual stuff. I'll be doing live streams on Instagram. Uh, just for music stuff. I'll be releasing uh little bits and bops of covers here and there or just ditties. diddies i've been working on so yeah
0: nice good stuff good stuff okay well this has been such 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 fun such a grand thank old you. time
1: this has been such a blast <laughs> i appreciate your uh tempering my rambling
0: <laughs> i i'm a very rambly person person myself you are you are in good company um yeah this has been a blast thank you so much for agreeing to this and i'm so excited for the album and so excited to see you playing more shows hopefully we'll get, we'll get to play some more shows together because yes! that was such a blast last time we did that that was so um, much fun yeah definitely 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 keep me and the world updated on on that on the happenings on all fronts and i think that's about time the clock is the clock is about run out on our time so thank you so much any last any last words to put you on the spot one last time oh goodness um go out
1: there, have a wonderful day. And uh, you. can I say something that you can take out of your podcast if you don't want to include it? Absolutely. Support unions and workers' rights. Yes.
0: Why on earth would I take that out of my
1: podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't sure if you didn't want to politicize, but yes.
0: Yes. Workers' Thank rights, so unionize. Thank yes. you. <laughs> production. One person's trash is another person's quilt trash.